0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: On this week's episode of After the Snap, we are joined by Ross Matisic of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is here to talk about their playoff run, the comeback against the Chargers on Saturday night, and more. We will also recap Ferguson Bowl 3.0 and give an update on where we stand moving forward into this week's weekend's playoff matchups. It's time for After the Snap. Let's go. Every snap is an interview. After the Snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50. I lead by example.
0: With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to
1: leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a but you can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit deeper, because we got thick skin. Are you ready? I'm ready. For our SpongeBob. first interview pod in, I don't know how long. It has been a while. It's been far too long, and it is so good. Is it so our first one all season? I don't know no. if we've had. I don't know if we have. Uh, I think. I don't think we've had anybody on. Did we have Lutz on? We had Lutz on. They were getting ready to go to somewhere. They had a Thursday night game that next night. That's right. Um. Anyway, let's talk. Uh, let's talk this past weekend before we we uh, get into the Ross Matisic interview. Um, I am back home now, and that's really sad. Yes, you are. I, um, I I would say I'm sorry, but um, don't be sorry. It's cool. Being the super mega athlete that I am, I I'm not gonna say that I'm sorry. Super mega wild card weekend was not very nice to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, congratulations. Thank Moving you. on, um, I think if you asked a lot of people, the the and if, if you told people that the final score of that game was going to be thirty four to thirty one, they would have told you that you are a liar, and that was how we wanted it to be. And so, um, super proud of the guys. Um, happy for you. You know, I'm I'm hoping that you will be making your way. Down here to Atlanta, here in a week or so uh, to to be playing in the AFC Championship. But big weekend ahead for you. Absolutely. Um, let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk atmosphere. Let's talk Highmark Stadium. It was rocking in there, and it was a different feeling than it felt like. Four weeks ago, when we were yep. there uh, for a regular season game, which was pretty much a playoff game, you know, for us, there was there was just a different vibe in there, and I don't I, I don't know if it was specifically just Buffalo or if it's because it was a playoff game, but it was awesome.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah, awesome. it was
1: uh, the the Bills Mafia showed out, and there was quite a few Dolphins fans as well. Yeah. Um, also, uh, a month ago when you guys came up here uh, for the first time as well. But uh, no, it was from from my recent couple years um, that we've hosted at least one playoff game here. Uh, that that was the first um, day game that we've had a full mm. stadium for a playoff game uh, in a long time. So it was pretty cool because uh, the, the indie game a couple years ago in 2020 uh, was just like 6,500. Yeah. Um, Kind of in the lower bowl, so uh, pretty cool. Uh, fans showed up. It was, it was, you know, I looked around during the national anthem, couldn't see an empty seat anywhere, even up in the top corners of the third deck. So, well, they say that 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 looking around during the national anthem is the wrong thing to do because oh, because people standing, correct? People standing covers the seats. Sense. But I I know what you're saying. It was a yes. full stadium when people were sitting down. It was still it was still jam packed. Definitely. Um. But it was overall great atmosphere. Uh, totally. Obviously, you know, high stakes first round playoff matchup against a division opponent. You're always gonna um, expect the best. But I have never uh, been yeah. chirped. I've never been chirped by Bills fans more than I was chirped this past weekend. Really. Even like four weeks ago. Um. 4 weeks ago we were getting th- snowballs thrown at us. Yes. This past weekend was lots. It was raining down your your brother is better than you. Like <laughs> from the time that I walked out of the tunnel the first time with fans in the building like you suck your brother is better. That's why he's playing in Buffalo. And it was it was it was great. I love the chirp. I love the banter because I would be I would be doing it too. Absolutely. I've never heard um absolutely. that's the first time I've ever heard um a visiting snapper oh uh, chirping the whole time. I was sitting on the bench they were chirping chirped. me. I was coming out of the tunnel they were chirping me. I was walking around so like after pregame is after our pregame's over they go to like team you know dr- they run the plays or whatever um and we're done by that point and so the specialist we go into the locker room but to get back to the tunnel we have to like walk around y'all's side of the field to get to the tunnel so yes but because you can't just like cross you yep. can't walk on y'all's side of the 50 yard line in the field of play uh during warm-ups and so as i'm sort of making that Around that corner, I'm just getting pelted with with banter, and I love it. It was it was freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, never more than than knowing this past Bills weekend. fans, it was all in good taste. Totally, totally, yeah, it was. And and the, funny enough, there was actually a guy. I think it was it was either coming out of halftime or right before the game. Uh, you came out of your locker room. I could see you like as I was coming down to the tunnel um, because Buffalo is one of the places, one of the only places where you come out of the same tunnel Mm -hmm. as the other team. I was coming down. um, You came out of your locker room and went out onto the field and I was coming out, you know, probably 50 steps behind you. And there was a Dolphins fan like on the tunnel to my left side that as I was coming out, he was like, "There's the better long snapper," <laughs> and I like, I like gave him a little point, yeah. like I, I like pointed at him, and the whole, the whole uh, like awesome. everybody line started laughing. It was pretty. Funny. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I I loved it. It was it was awesome. First playoff game, even though it was a loss, was it, it was super super cool. Um, you know, super proud of the guys the way that the way that we fought given the adversity that we had uh, sort Definitely. of sustained all Definitely. year. Tough way to end the season, but uh, everybody ends on a loss in the playoffs except one team. So that's right. Um, excited for for what next year holds for sure. Yep. Um, and 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 whatever you whatever the fans thought that game was going to be, the old was saying not, the old saying comes true. You guys get paid too, whether you're talking right. about one team, your team, or the other team um there's a, lo- a lot of guy- a lot of great players on that field uh for every snap of the ball offense defense either side special teams you name it um there's there's going to be some fun matchups uh certainly in uh the coming years um so we uh we won we uh are advancing to the divisional round uh we play the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday uh, 3 p.m. Eastern uh, at home hosting the Bengals. Uh, just to give you a rundown of the other games that happened, uh, and I have it here on my cell phone, uh, the 49ers beat the Seahawks, the Jacksonville Jaguars, as we will get into uh, here in a second uh, with Ross Matissek. Uh They came back and beat the L.A. Chargers. Unbelievable. The Giants beat the Vikings, which I believe I called last week on the podcast. Uh, the Bengals beat the Ravens uh, to advance to play us. And then the Cowboys beat the Buccaneers on Monday night uh, to advance. So uh, a couple of matchups we've got uh, this weekend. Four games, two, Sunday to, or two Saturday to Sunday. Uh, the Saturday day game, or I say day game, it's at 4.30. Uh, Jaguars at the Chiefs. Chiefs hosting uh, as their first game of the playoffs after their bye week. It's a hard place and, to play. Uh, Saturday night is Giants at the Eagles, also hosting um, after their bye week. And then Sunday, as I mentioned, uh, we will be excuse me, hosting the Bengals at 3 o'clock, uh, 3 o'clock Eastern. And then uh, the Cowboys will visit the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night at 6:30 p.m. So uh, a couple uh, very exciting games to look forward to this weekend. I believe last week, last year, uh, this same weekend, the divisional round, all four games were decided by three points or less. I could be wrong, but I think every single game or maybe three of the four, were decided by a field goal. So uh, this weekend is notorious for um, the best playoff football. Uh, most people say, most uh, football watchers uh, would say. So uh, should be a great weekend ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped to uh, be able to catch all those games. <laughs> I wish it was not this way, but. I will also um, be catching be, all of these games because we're the yeah, first game Sunday, and I'll and be able to come back uh, home, come so. back home, and watch at least part of the Sunday night game. You will not be on an airplane during the <laughs> night game. That no, is it will not that is super nice. Um, yeah, I think I think my prediction. If you're if you're asking for my unsolicited prediction, um, Chiefs. Sure, I'll ask. Chiefs Bills in Atlanta for the AFC uh, Championship and um, Philly. It's only a kick, a jump,
0: a block, it's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: I can't. I can't go with the Cowboys. Philly. See, San- I think I think Dallas is going to upset them. Philly, San Fran. I want Philly to win because Zach Bryan promised a new single if the Philadelphia Eagles okay. beat the Giants. He is a Zach Bryan is a big Birds fan. Fly Eagles, fly. Like he is, uh, which doesn't make sense. He's from Oklahoma. I think he lives in Philly now. Anyway, uh, that's the only reason I want the Eagles to win that game is because I want more music from our uh, our boy Zach Bryan. But I just I don't think I don't think that um, Dak is going to be able to uh, withstand the number one defense in the league that is the San Francisco 49ers. Understandable. They are on a roll. Um, Brock Purdy, Purdy party, slinging it. Yep. Party party, um, I'm I'm expecting Eagles Eagles 49ers, uh, Chiefs Bills, and hopefully I'll be in attendance at the Chiefs Bills game. Excellent. So, gonna be gonna be a lot of fun. Let's get into the after the snap clutch snap of the week, which conveniently has been won by our interviewee this week. Yes, Ross Matisic coming at you right now. We now welcome into the show current long snapper for the Jacksonville Jaguars and former Baylor Bear uh, linebacker and long snapper at Baylor <laughs> and winner of this week's after the snap clutch snap of the week Ross Matisic. Oh, let's, let's go! go welcome to the show.
0: Let's go! I'm just happy to be here, excited to to be on and and get that award. That's pretty cool.
1: Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us this week. We've got a big weekend ahead. Um, unfortunately, uh, Blake, we haven't we we haven't gotten into it just yet but uh we you know obviously knocked them out of the playoffs this week so two of us on the show this week are uh are continuing our uh, journeys for uh for the super bowl this weekend you guys have kansas city on saturday right um in kansas city we are hosting cincinnati on sunday afternoon um want to kick it off uh a guy that um played with you at, at at baylor uh for a couple years i think and then Came out in my class in 2016, Jimmy Landis. Uh, you, you're you friends with Jimmy yeah, uh, from your time at Baylor? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, your relationship with Jimmy and how he kind of got you into snapping.
0: So my roommate in college was Drew Galitz, who uh, was our punter, actually. And uh, so he was always around Jimmy. Jimmy was a senior when I was a, a true freshman, and I was redshirting. And uh, just became close with him through, through my punter. They always hung out together, so I was kind of in that group, too, hanging out with them. And then uh, Jimmy would ask me to come, you know, catch snaps for him because I was kind of learning a little bit about snapping. At the time, I was a scout team linebacker, and Jimmy was getting ready to get drafted. He was going to the senior bowl and all that. So, uh, like, you can get drafted for that, you know. I wouldn't know. You know, Blake would know, but um, well, you, can I know <laughs> you can get drafted for that. You can get drafted for that. So, uh, he started um, teaching me how to snap a little bit in the indoor during the off season while he was getting ready, and he introduced me to Justin Snow, who was a longtime snapper for the Colts. And uh, during spring balls, Art Browse was our coach at the at the time. And he said, Hey, we don't have a long snapper. If you start this season, we'll put you on scholarship. So I was like, All right. So just started like that. But uh, worked a lot with Jimmy and, you know, watching him get drafted and all that was real cool. So
1: very nice. So and, what and then was my the. Older
0: brother, my older brother went to guys' NBA at SMU and was classmates with Jimmy. So it was okay. like a whole circle of. Uh, everyone in my family knowing him over time so it was pretty yeah <laughs> small world
1: um yeah. okay so i want to hop into uh last weekend your game uh wild card round versus the chargers at home yeah. um i think that was that the first uh jaguars home playoff game since 17 yeah it was okay i play out that was our i was uh, we played that i think that was the game against us y'all beat us uh well i know you weren't there but jacksonville right. beat us like right. 10 to 3 or something very low scoring game i think we punted like Twelve times, or at least it felt like it. Wow. Uh, just a real bad game on offense. I think we were just right. kind of happy to be there. We had just broken like a 19-year drought, um, playoff drought. So uh, that was that's kind of the last uh, Jacksonville home game that came to memory. But um, you guys, obviously, uh, you know, I don't want to hit on it too much. Down 27 nothing. Um, you know, right around halftime, what was what were kind of the the thoughts? Around the team at that point, and tell us a little bit about the comeback if there's anything special you can share.
0: So, uh, the thoughts around the team I went in the locker room at half, and it was kind of just like a normal game, right? There wasn't, and nobody was really in panic mode. We were just, I mean, you would have thought we could have been up at the time if you walked in the locker room. Everybody was pretty, pretty composed and calm. Um, some thoughts definitely going through my head when we were down 27 to 0, you know? Uh, <laughs> sure. Especially since we beat them uh, by 28 in week three. So,
1: I remember that. I remember uh, that.
0: You know, we were like, "What just happened? Like, what's going on right now?" At least I was. And then, um, you know, slowly but surely, we kind of, you know, the uh, the Chargers played pretty conservative on offense, um, and we just kind of took advantage of that and started getting on the board, chipping away slowly. And then, next thing you know, you know, game-winning field well to win the game. So it's pretty cool experience and something I'll never forget for sure.
1: Absolutely. Somebody I want to ask you about uh, is. Uh, somebody that I'm very familiar with uh, having played against him, both in high school and in the college ranks, uh, your boy, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, So what, what about him gave you guys confidence down the stretch? Obviously he's had a, he's had a great year. Um, You know, what, what uh, about his growth and his maturity as a, as a pro quarterback has given you guys confidence uh, down the stretch to be able to make a playoff run.
0: Yeah. Trevor's just, he's just one of those guys that just like, I don't think he's really aware of who he is, you know, like he's so, I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence first overall draft pick, you know, one national title and all that stuff. But like, if you were just to meet him, he would treat you like you or anybody else. You know what I mean? He would, not yep. he's just one of the nicest, most genuine guys. And he's always so composed, um, on and off the field. Um, like anything you do with him, he's just, you know, the same guy. So that's pretty cool to see. And, uh, you know, he just kind of carries himself, you know, pretty, pretty level headed. And that's something that like, you know, in moments like that, we can kind of, you know, he just threw three picks and, you know, he's still out there attacking, like, like it's it's like, he didn't do anything wrong. So, um, when someone does something like that and and carries the way that he does his leadership, um, just really just by example, it's not, he's not super vocal, but just by example, it's it's someone that you definitely want to follow and you just feel, uh, a lot more confident just being around him.
1: I think you and I can – and Reed probably remembers back to his the, – the beginning of his uh, career in Buffalo. It can be hard to be a vocal leader in the locker room as a young guy because you've got right. guys – you've got guys who are 30 plus years old walking around, you know, they've got (laughs) kids, they've got, they're married, they've got multiple houses. Like it's, it's intimidating to walk into a locker room full of grown men who, you know, this is, this is their job and it has been for a long time and, you know, command a room, but uh, that's where the best of the best separate themselves, obviously. Um, But, you know, I think, going back to even when I played against him in high school, he he never played like he was, you know, he never played like he was a, a freshman in high school when he was, when we saw him in the high school playoffs. Right. And then even, even in, into college, he, he, from the time he stepped on campus at Clemson, it was like, man, this kid's, this kid's got it. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, but he's got it. And, and obviously uh he, he's taken that to uh, the next level. And it's, it's really good to see him having success. So, um with that I will I will step out of the way and let, let Reed uh, get on. Yeah, I wanted to uh, ask you about he- my guy Heath. Uh, I know I, I'm sure you guys are are, are loving having guy. him down there. What a guy. Um, I mean, just first. What, one of my favorite coaches that I've ever had. It's thoroughly enjoyed having him for um, a couple of years up here in Buffalo. How how has he he well I'll I'll preface my question by saying he helped me grow. A lot as a snapper, really. Just a lot of a lot of it came in the coverage aspect of the position, but also um, really con- just continuing to learn how to be a pro, uh, kind of in the job that we have. How how has he gr- helped you grow and take some strides forward this season?
0: Well, well, first off, I'll start off by saying he loves you too. Uh, <laughs> he loves you guys so much that he he calls me uh, he's called me Reed a few times during. Stuff oh like, no. So. <laughs> So oh, no. we always get on him for that. Um, but uh,
1: it's all right. Danny, Danny funny. Crossman, Danny Crossman does the same thing to me. I don't know. I don't know whether that's on purpose or by accident, but yeah. either way, I'm so I get so it. He
0: speaks barely high, highly of you guys. And whenever I'm struggling with a, like a, a, you know, a rush that I, you know, don't usually see or have trouble picking it up. He's like, well, let me just call Reed. Let me, you know, let me call Reed. He'll be the answer. So uh, <laughs> I'm that's about to pick that answer from him, but yeah, um, but, no, that's just hats off to y'all and, you know, the athletes and the snappers, y'all are. But, um, but, no, I've grown a lot from Heath. Uh, Heath is very, um, I guess you would say, energetic on the sidelines. So he makes, it, he makes football fun, you know. You see a coach kind of getting fired up like that. Normally they're pretty level-headed, but Heath likes to turn that switch. Like, like he's still playing
1: sometimes. But, um, but Does he right still wear gloves and cleats at practice? No, he doesn't. Oh no. That no stopped. That's that so funny. He did that for I think he I think he did it. Maybe he stopped his last year here, but his first couple years up here in Buffalo, yeah, like he was 19, 20, he um he, he wore cleats and gloves to practice and we would all get onto him for it. But he was he that's what that's exactly what he did, like what you just said. He's bringing the energy <laughs> oh, yeah. at practice like he is yeah. like he's down there on the sidelines for a game. And it's if, it's contagious.
0: If if you could if you could let Heath run down on kickoff. On Saturday, he'd be the first guy to suit up. Yeah, honestly, he's in better shape than me. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> you'll
1: you'll have to ask him. Uh, last season, we uh, timed him on a forty in his tennis shoes just at at a practice one day. It was like a random Thursday. We were inside uh, just messing around. That's awesome during practice, and he he ran like a four seven
0: that doesn't surprise
1: me four seven it was like a four seven seven or something like that you have to ask him about it but yeah, you, you walk in was, his
0: office and he's lined up with all these vitamins and everything oh and yeah and something
1: like yeah, this guys is- he he's a he's uh i'll never forget i walked into his office one day and I, I i you know i take in a lot of podcasts and whatnot but uh one of the big advertisements over the past two years probably is the athletic greens yeah, stuff that a lot of people are taking. Yeah. He was the first. Oh, uh, he's the only person in the building, pl- locker room, coaches that I ever saw drinking it. And I was like, that makes so much sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's one of a kind for sure. He's a uh, he's a real real fun guy to play for because you talk about what you've learned from him as well. Like he's someone that's played in the league for ten years and not as like a superstar, but just kind of like a gritty special teams guy. Yep, and especially in the cover aspect, he's you know he can help you out so much about you know taking your shot or maybe kind of sit back on this one kind of you know reading reading the, the returns and whatnot so someone that like yeah you can hear all the chalk talk all you want about this is how it's supposed to be done and this sure. like, when you hear him coaching guys the pick up return he's like hey look that's a hard block i had and during my career i struggled with that block this is how you how you're supposed to do it but this is how i did it you know in different kinds of situations he's like look I, I get it like holding calls you know maybe like he's like they can go either way and whatnot, but um, but someone that's been, been, in, been in your shoes and done it at a high level for 10 years like that's it's pretty cool to hear his perspective and you know make that um adaptable to our game. So,
1: no doubt. Somebody you've, you've added to the specialist room this year is uh Mr. Riley Patterson, and uh, he's I think eighth in field goals, uh, may, maybe field goal percentage um obviously kicked the game winner uh on saturday right and uh you know he had a great great year for the lions last year uh how has his arrival helped you guys out and and uh really just given you guys confidence as a specialist group obviously luke logan has yeah. been has been really good uh throughout his career but how has how has riley added to the Riley specialist? Been,
0: uh, first first off he's, he's a god-fearing man so anytime he walks in the room you know he's Rocking this giant cross necklace and, and you hey know man, I, mean.
1: I saw the I saw the he put he put it up in front of the camera. Right, yeah, saw, that, that was really cool. cool. That and was awesome. Like
0: that's like a front. That's just who he is, right? Yeah. So, um, spiritually, it's cool to have him around and, and bring that joy to the locker room. But um, as far as bringing him in, um, through my first two years, oh I guess through when, once Riley got here, he was my 12th kicker.
1: Holy in, cow! Uh,
0: since since I've been in the NFL, so we that's we've crazy. had a lot of turnover um for whatever reason it was you know we just been through a lot of guys so to finally have somebody stick like Riley is pretty cool bring a little bit of stability to the group and um it's just a joy to be around someone that just works hard uh you know you, I never see him really get two-faced except you know in ping pong it gets pretty competitive and uh I kind of I you know I chirp a little bit here and there and I push him to the line as you should I, I push him right right to the line where like after the game's over he won't talk to me for five minutes and then we're friends again. But. Uh, I try, I try to push that line as much as I can, and then and then pull off. But uh, besides that, just just one of those guys that you want to be around, and just makes everyone better. So we're really glad we got him on our team, and uh, he's having a great year. Yeah.
1: On the flip side, uh, you've got Mr. Logan Cook, a vet in Jacksonville. Uh, when he when he's not out shooting ducks or fishing or uh, outdoorsing, he's he's been crushing it. Uh, how does having a veteran punter, uh, veteran presence? I know he's probably not that much older than you, uh, yeah. but how does that how does that help the the room and you as a as a snapper? Yeah, so you got you guys know
0: Logan pretty well, but for the ones that don't, Logan is the uh, most laid back, careless, most caring punter I would say in the NFL. <laughs> That's right? a great way to put it.
1: Accurate. Careless but caring.
0: Yeah, he cares about his job very much, but. You know, probably after the season won't touch a football until first day of OTAs. You know what I mean? He's just like, eh, you know, yep. you know, don't, don't work too hard if it's working, then it's working, and if it's not working, then I'll change it. But right. until then, this is I got up. I
1: got lips to rip That's right fine. now, baby. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. So, uh,
0: <laughs> no, no, Logan's awesome. He uh he took me in when I first got here. I, they they kicked me out of the team hotel. I stayed there as long as I could, and then I went and stayed at him in his in his house in, in his wife his wife Mary's house for uh, for about three weeks. So I found somewhere to stay. So. Uh, at the time, his wife was, um, a night nurse, an overnight nurse. So, you know, she would leave at like five o'clock and me and him would play Call of Duty until we'd go to bed. And <laughs> we were kind of like living a college life. were just college way. college um,
1: roommate and buddies.
0: But, uh, no, he's been awesome. Me and him have grown very close over the years to the point where, you know, I consider him a brother and, uh, you know, we have our days where, where we're good. And then we have our days where we break up, you know, that's what the training staff would say, um, we get in a fight and not talk to each other for about three or four hours. And the next day we come back. Oh, geez. You know, but, uh, we've grown to know each other really well. And he's just someone that's, that's fun to work with because he's just always laid back and doesn't let anything get to his head too much. But, you know, it's a professional job. So,
1: um, so something uh, I, 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 I was trying to think of things that we might have in common. One thing that I think we do have in common is uh, the arrival of Heath Farwell, And in turn, uh, signing extensions uh, with our teams. I signed one um last year or about uh, two years ago. You signed one last offseason, um, for four four years, I believe. Heath loves to lock in a long snapper, yes, he does. Yeah, Yeah. um, four years is that correct? Four years, yep. Congratulations. Um, I know it's a little late, uh, but congratulations on it. I appreciate Uh, it. How does it feel just? How does it feel to be locked in with your squad for the next handful of years?
0: Uh, it's cool, you know. Like when I when I first got here, we were struggling, and last year with Erb um, Meyer and all that, we were struggling as well, and just kind of a lot of turnover. But uh, when Heath came in, and I met him, and I met Coach Peterson, and you know our GM Trent Balk, does a great job. I knew that this is somewhere that I could, um, you know, with Trevor coming into, and we were a really young team, and I just knew that it could be somewhere that you know we could turn that page and, and be good and be good for years to come, and I wanted to be a part of it um you were building a brand new facility which was definitely a pretty cool incentive nice. to have with the with the golf simulator so when i heard no
1: that, way
0: i was pretty fired that's awesome
1: <laughs> but no. i'm glad you told me that because i'm gonna bring that up to uh to our <laughs> yeah, people up I, here be like hey absolutely. you guys want to compete with jacksonville right. they got yeah. a golf simulator yeah so right. and then
0: jacksonville as a whole um i love the organization <laughs> and then you know anywhere where you can golf and fish all year round uh i'm all for it so you know, it's Come eighty on. degrees today. You don't have
1: to rub it in. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Blake I'm Blake kidding. knows. Blake knows that. Yes, no, he does. No yes, doubt. He does. Hey, it's down down there, you don't even want to step out of the house after, you know, yeah, right. Like April. So um yeah. once it but once it cools down though, it's it is it is super nice. Yeah.
0: So it's it's not it's not a bad place to live and um you know, I get to do what I want. I can fish all year round and you know, play golf with the boys, uh, you know. Whenever I have some time off, so there you go. Uh, love it. It's a good little place to be, so I decided I want to stick around here for a little bit when they when they reach their their, their hand out with it. So
1: sure. Uh, did you did you splurge on anything? Maybe new pair of club, new new set of clubs.
0: Yeah. So I actually uh, <laughs> I, I went and got a, a, boat. Nice. a okay, boat. Okay. Okay. So uh, I was like, I'm in Jackson, but I don't know how much longer. You know, you never know if this business, how long you're going to be here. Take if advantage. We're riding, we're riding the intercoastal and the ocean and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to get a boat. And Come on. I, I know cool. I'll regret it if I don't. So after practice, some days I'll shoot out there, catch a couple of redfish, a couple of flounder, and take it home and Love eat it for dinner. So not a That's bad game. Awesome,
1: That's awesome. I want to go back to uh, Urban Meyer for a second. Is the Josh Lambeau kick thing true? Um, I don't I'm think- just kidding. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> that <was> just- <laughs> Play the fifth. Play the yeah. fan. <laughs> I don't know what the,
0: the current standard. No, even no, the, what's I'm totally going on right now. So, totally uh, messing.
1: That was uh, that was quite an, that was quite an experience for you guys uh, that we can yeah. move on from uh, because we are super pumped that you guys are are doing well and um, you know we're we're looking forward to this upcoming weekend. Obviously, I will not be playing. Reed will be playing. You will be playing. I will be watching it on TV congratulations um you guys gave KC a a great run back in week 10 um Uh, what are you looking forward to this time around uh
0: first off I'm just fired up for the atmosphere um when we went there coach Peterson had a coach there he's was there for a little bit and he always talked about the atmosphere there and I don't think we got the full effect in um when we were there last time but uh I think it's supposed to snow so I'm gonna get some tips from you Reed and and then that aspect, sure but uh, just growing up a football fan and knowing the history of, of uh, Arrowhead and all that kind of stuff and fired up just to go there and, you know, play in January in a cold game. And, you know, I think that'd be really exciting something to look forward to. But then, I mean, at the end of the day, when you get to compete at a level like this, um, you kind of like don't realize how far we've come as a team. And it's just kind of cool to be in this position first overall. I mean, first of all, and then, um, yeah, just ready to go out there and compete. And hopefully we can uh, keep some, some magic going a little bit.
1: Love it. Uh, two things: find the heater and <laughs> right. uh, lick your fingers. Lick that. Yeah. There you go. That's my two tips. Um, okay. So we like to finish off every interview with uh, what we call some short snaps, just some quick fire uh, questions. Answer as as freely as you'd like. Um, I got six for you. All right. Um, and then uh, and then we can close up. Um, your favorite away stadium that you've played in uh, this far.
0: Favorite away stadium. You know, I thought Ford Field was really cool. Um, I didn't expect there to be a whole brick wall and like they call it the factory and stuff. So I'm gonna go with that one. It was smaller but the cool atmosphere there. I'm gonna go Ford Field. Ford
1: Field felt felt really small to me. Yeah, to yeah. Yeah, me as well. It, it's like I very, think because there's no like high deck. Yeah. It's only like, no, like two levels really. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then you've know, got the one side that's like all the all sweets. sweets, yeah.
0: Yeah, I just thought it was pretty unique, and I'll yeah, go, it definitely it is was unique, awesome. When I walked um, out of the tunnel, I did not expect that at all. So
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, least favorite away stadium.
0: I might catch some some heat for this one, but I'm gonna say SoFi. I just don't like it. I think the turf is hard, and yeah, you know, one time I got knocked over and I bruised my heel there, and I blame the hard turf. So really? uh, I'm gonna go with with SoFi. Fair enough. Yeah. And the trip out there, just the whole, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, for you guys too, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's on your pregame playlist?
0: Pregame playlist? You know, I don't really listen to music much before games. I'm just kind of, just kind of hang on my locker, trying to relax. But um, you know, I'll throw some of that that rap lifestyle playlist from uh, Apple Music on there, or I got this this uh, this playlist called Highway. Pretty much just sing along country songs that I like that I, dr- okay. I drive to, so I'll play that on sometimes. Just some George Strakes, some Alan Jackson, there you know, go. just kind of. It. Now we're oh, talking. Now we're talking.
1: What's your go-to halftime snack?
0: Uh, I I eat two of those Welch's fruit snacks and a Gatorade with the Gator Light in it. Okay. Been that way since college. It's just just got to get I'm like, the
1: salts, bro. Stuff. Not convinced um, otherwise. It's too hot in Jacksonville not to get the right. salts. Uh, what is your ideal peanut butter and jelly ratio if you're making your own sandwich?
0: Uh, whatever the peanut butter is, jelly times three. Uh, oh, big jelly guy. I want to 75 25. 75 20. I want to like, get a spoon <sighs> afterwards to eat the jelly. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. I Holy think that's the highest smokes. jelly
1: we've ever gotten.
0: Oh, I load that thing up.
1: That yeah. is fantastic. I, get the okay. I
0: can stick a little bit. I yeah. love that.
1: I love it. Um, okay, and then uh, off the top of your head, build your all-time specialist group.
0: All-time specialist group. Wow, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go Mulebok as snapper. Okay. Uh, nice.
1: Punter. Solid pick.
0: I punter, I don't even know, honestly. Um, kicker, I, I got to go with Benetary. You know, why not? Yep. Dude's a goat. And then Punter, stuck on that one.
1: Can't oh. say Logan.
0: No, I'm not. You know, I'll go with Johnny Hecker. I think Johnny Hecker kind of changed the game okay. a little bit with all his unique punts. And yeah, no doubt. He's got a cannon for an arm. So, you know, anytime we can throw a little fake in there or something fun, Let's go. no
1: doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Well, that's all we got, Ross. Thank you for joining uh, the podcast this week. Uh, best of luck this weekend. I and uh, it. I'm it certainly well. hoping uh, that we see you next week in Buffalo.
0: Let's do it. Yeah, just make sure you, uh, I'll try and bring the weather with me and we come up there.
1: Fantastic.
0: There you go. All right, guys, I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for awesome, having me.
0: Awesome, man. Start. Thank you, bro. All right. See y'all.
1: Well, Reed, uh, another outstanding long snapper interview. Dude, Ross is the man. He is another Texas, uh, just good old boy. And, uh, you know, sup- obviously super happy for him uh, doing really, really well, extended everything. Um, so good luck to, Absolutely. good luck to Ross against the chiefs this week. going to be, yes. going to be fun. So, yep. Uh, yeah, he, he did a great job. He, um, you know, very well-spoken. Uh, he's had a really good year this year down there, uh, with our guy, Heath Farwell. So, yeah. uh, happy to see, uh, everybody in Jacksonville succeeding. And of course, um, have to mention his cra- crazy. I don't know. Outlandish. I don't really know how to, his 3 to 1 pbj. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was know, I didn't know where you were going with to, that. I don't even know where to go with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh 75 25. One jelly. Only one I've ever had that was higher than yeah, that was one was jelly. uh Sam Madison, our uh one of our defensive backs coaches, he said 80 20 and I I'm like trying to calculate in my head how you actually make an 80 20 pbj. I don't know how that's possible without getting just Very gel- light jelly light layer of pb. Yeah. So yeah, That's um, all I got. But that is a wrap on this week's episode of After the Snap. Thank you for joining us. As always, you can subscribe to us at The Finsider, at Buffalo Rumblings, whichever place you want to consume our pod. Please subscribe to us. Uh, you can follow us on social media at After the Snap pod, Instagram, Twitter, all of the places. You can find us there, YouTube. We are going to be there. We'll see you next week. This has been Tales from After the Snap. Wow, getting ahead of myself. This has been After the Snap Tales from Two Brothers Who Live Life Upside Down. See ya. Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch of but you can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again, twist a little bit. Of t-